was again good, so good to be with you guys tonight. I, I'm, of course, it's a men's fish fry, so I figured I, I'm a I'm a I'm a read a story uh, of a miraculous catch from the Bible. And so, if you have your phone, it's going to be up on the screen, or if you want to follow along, I'm going to read a scripture from Luke chapter five, verse one through eleven. Luke chapter five, verse one through eleven. It says this, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, who's also Peter, this is Simon Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray over this time. Father, we thank you again for tonight, for this room full of men, Lord, for the, the, the food and the fish we've got to eat tonight. Again, we thank you for our cooks and our serve team and everyone that made this possible to put this event on. Now, Lord, as we, like God, look to your word, your word is, is the bread of life, the spiritual food for our souls. Lord, so I just pray that you would speak to us now tonight as we Lord, read your word. Help me as I preach your word to present it clearly. May your kingdom come, your will be done, and help us to apply this message and your word and your will to our lives. Holy Spirit, we need your help, Lord. We cannot do it on our own, nor do we want to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you, how many of y'all have been fishing already this year? You, you got to get out in the water and maybe do a little bit of fishing. Okay, a few of you guys, not as many as, I know like last week I was supposed to go on my first fishing trip, but a buddy of mine that uh, was going to take me, uh, his back started hurting him and, and wasn't able to go, so I'm hoping to go soon. You know, let me ask this, for, so let me ask you, how many of you guys are fishermen? You like to fish. You said, man, I like to, so most of you guys in there, how many of you have ever been on a fishing trip? And it seems like no matter what you do, you can't catch a fish to save your life. Come on, how many of y'all been there? And then you with your buddy or your father-in-law or your friend, and it seems like they can cast on the land and catch a fish, right? And it's like no matter what happens, man, it's like you, you can't catch a fish, but maybe you're with your friend in a boat, a couple of guys, or you pull up to another guy and they just smashing them, man, right? They just, they just catching the fish left and right. And, and, and they give you maybe a tip or a couple of tips on what bait to use, what lure, how, how deep to go, what, and you start catching. We've all been there, right? So that's what's happened in this story, but there's way more to this story than hauling in a bunch of fish. The account in the Gospel of Luke shows us some keys to experience the miraculous power of Jesus in our lives. Because this was a miracle, right? It was a miracle they caught this many fish. And 
Uh, and, and just just a preview, actually this Sunday I'm going to be preaching on uh, Jesus the Miracle Worker. We've been going through a series uh, here at our church, if this is not your home church, and if you're looking for a church, we'd love to have you, but I started a series a couple weeks ago called Jesus, Who He Is and What He, what he, what he Does, and uh, I talked about Him being the teacher, uh, the shepherd, and now Sunday I'm going to talk about Him being the miracle worker. So this was a miracle, this was one of Jesus' miracles recorded, so I want to talk to you tonight how we can experience the miraculous power of Jesus, but not only experience it, but we can also be a part of him carrying out miracles on this earth. Amen? I don't believe, gentlemen, we were created and placed on this earth to live a humdrum life. I believe we were created to do more than just come to church every Sunday and sit on a pew. Amen? Or come, I love being with guys. I love eating with guys and having fun and laughing and, 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 and doing these things. But man, we were created to experience, be a part of, and carry out the power of Almighty God. Amen? So tonight I call this message, The Catch of a Lifetime. Because for these brothers it was. It was the catch of a lifetime. So I want to just show you from this story a few things of how you can experience the miraculous power of the Lord in your life. Number one, the first thing we see here is we must go deeper. We got to go deeper. And I'm not talking about the depth in the water if you're going fishing tomorrow. I talked to one brother, Matt, and him. They, they're going fishing tomorrow in Kyle Island. And Matt, I hope y'all tear him up. I hope y'all get the right depth tomorrow when y'all go fishing. But you know what? I'm not talking about natural depth of water. I'm talking about we need to go deeper spiritually. Luke 5, 4, it says here, but this is a picture, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good uh, example. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. Now, it was a well-known fact that in the Sea of Galilee, you caught fish at night in the shallow water, not in the daytime in deep water. So what Jesus asked Peter to do was contrary to all of his training and experience. This guy, they're professional fishermen. So Jesus tells them, go out where it's deeper, and that goes against everything. They would, they would fish at night and shallow. This is the middle of the day, and he's telling them to go out deeper. You know, gentlemen, spiritually speaking, it's the same way for some men today when they're challenged to go deeper in their relationship with God. Because when I say go deeper, a lot of times when we encourage you as pastors or leaders to go deeper in your faith, to go deeper in your relationship with God, this means that we have to humble ourselves. And we got to allow the Lord to soften our hearts, which can lead to some feelings and some emotions that we've never felt before. Okay, now this is where the rubber meets the road. See, it's great getting in a room full of men and, and we like, but when we start talking about going deeper in our faith and even a relationship with another man, we like, man, you're starting to sound kind of mushy-gushy now. Sounds like some girly stuff you're talking about. I thought this was a men's fish fry. But you know, part of going deeper is that. And for men, sometimes it's hard for us to humble ourselves. You know, the Bible, we pray for God to humble us. The Bible actually says to humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he shall lift you up. So when, when we talk about going deeper, kind of like this, some of us have been trained since you were a kid to believe that all this holy roller stuff is for the women. It's for women. It's not for men. But I tell you what, gentlemen, you know what? To go deeper in our faith is to be who God created you to be. God has created us to be men that would have a deep and powerful relationship with him. Sure, you can come to church and maybe a men's event just like this, but anything else goes may go against the grain of what you were taught and what you were, had experienced. Remember, they had been trained and taught and they experienced. They knew how to fish in the Sea of Galilee. 
So for some of you, it's great that you're here tonight and, and you're cool with coming to church and cool with coming to men's event, but I want to challenge you to go deeper in your walk and deeper with your relationship with the God. And even if you save, you say, well, Brandon, I'm born again, man. I'm saved. And, and I mean, I love the Lord. I know I'm going to heaven and things are good. And that's great. But gentlemen, tonight, I want to challenge you to go deeper because no matter where we're at in our faith, I believe we can all go deeper. Isn't that right? I believe that as, as long as we're alive, we can always go deeper in our faith. So listen, I, I want to just encourage you, as you go deeper in your walk with God, your relationship with God, you will become a stronger man, a stronger Christian, a stronger husband, father, employer, and an employee. You know, as I was preparing this today, I was thinking about a phone call that I got yesterday morning. And, and my, my friend was actually supposed to be here tonight and was going to bring one of his friends. And he actually texted me yesterday morning. He said, hey, B, we didn't, we, he's a childhood friend. We grew up together. We met in middle school. They come to church. They said, right about over here, him and his wife. He said, man, we were supposed to uh, sign up and we didn't sign up. Can we, can, can we still come? Me and my buddy. I said, yeah, man, no problem. We started, I had called him back. We started joking around. And he's like, man, great. See you tomorrow night, man. Cool. Not less than an hour later, I actually had my phone on do not disturb. I, w I was praying and my phone rang. And, and I don't know if you, if you have an iPhone, if you put on do not disturb, your favorites can come through or somebody calls twice. And so it was his wife and his wife never calls me. I had my, his, her number from probably my wife. Our phones are synced, our contacts. And I'm like, man, why is she calling me? And I was like, how does she call us on do not disturb? So man, something must be wrong. I called her back and said, what's going on? She said, Brandon, they just found Waylon's sister and her husband dead in his house, her house. 41 years old, her and her husband both passed away, found him yesterday dead in their home. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. And he just knew something was wrong, you know. And, and tragically, my friend and his wife, about seven years ago, they lost their three-year-old son drowned in a pool in an accident. And so I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, man, this is, you know. So of course, in, in talking with the family, with his wife, and then finally talking to my, my buddy Waylon, his name's Waylon, said they come, man, he, he's come so far, you know, through all that process, Waylon ended up giving us life to the Lord. Over the years, they've gotten connected, and he's going deeper in his faith. As I finally talked to him, we text back and forth because they were trying to find out. They didn't know what happened and everything and what was going on. I ended up calling him and said, man, how you doing? How you hanging in there? And he said, man, of course, it's rough and whatnot. But you know what? He said, Brandon, it, it's amazing. You know, because of his faith, he's going deeper with the Lord these last seven years. And it's a big difference. And, and, and I talked to him right before I came over here and checked on him. And we actually, I'm going to be doing the service, looks like early next week, right in here. We're going to be doing the service for his sister. And, and, and again, I grew up with, I grew up with his sister. We used to walk home from middle school and him and his sister would stop my house. So it's like, it's like a family to, to me as well, you know? And, uh, but I was just saying, man, I, Waylon, I could tell the grace of the Lord is on your life. He said, oh, yeah, B, absolute. My childhood friends still call me B. Some, some people, even some of the staff call me Pastor B. That's still my, my nickname for a lot of people. But he said, man, he said, I got my whole family. And he, he had pulled up at his house. He was in his truck and his sister and his other sister and brother was in the truck. And he said, I got my whole family in there listening to K-Love, you know. And like, I'm just telling you this, like, man, when you go deeper with the Lord, when you get strong with the Lord, listen, it's not a sign of weakness, gentlemen. It's a sign of strength. The Lord strengthens you. And when you go through, because listen, we've all either been through or will go through tragedy in our life. It just reminded me yesterday too, man. Here we are laughing and literally 40 minutes later, less than, he got a phone call to turn his world upside down. Right? And it, and it did for me too. It, I was having a great morning. I was spending some great time with the Lord. I was ready to come to the office and prepare my message for Sunday and getting ready for tonight and just excited. And just like that, man, it was like a punch in the gut. 
41-year-old young lady and her husband gone. She has two kids. Her husband had another son from a previous relationship, just like that. But, you know, as Waylon and his family's walking through, I mean, yes, he's hurting. He was crying. I was praying for him before he came here. But, you know, overall, you know what, man, his deep faith in the Lord is helping him walk through this tragedy. Amen? See, these were some, going back to strengthen, you got to, let me give you, go back. These men, these were some real men that Jesus were calling here. These wasn't no little... Let me just say this way. These weren't some punks, okay? These, these were some real men. To be a fisherman at that time and to work on the seas at night, you had to have a, you had to be strong. You had to be courageous, daring. You had to have patience and determination to get the job done. These were some real men. If you want to experience the miraculous power of Jesus working in your life, you must go deeper. How do you do that? Well, listen, again, y'all, it always starts with a personally seeking God. Again, it has to do with a personal relationship, not just church attendance. And listen, let me say this. It's not just a token prayer every once in a while or a verse here and there. It's not that. That's a great place to start, but we must go deeper than that. It's seeking after God with a sincere and open heart. So a lot of time I'll give you some to-dos on like what you can do, how you do, obviously reading the Word of God, obviously praying. But, but let me challenge you. How do you go deeper with the Lord? Well, Ask the Lord to show you what you need to do to go deeper in a relationship with him. Because some of you may be doing the things that you know you need to do, like prayer, like Bible reading, like worship, like seeking the Lord, like getting connected in church. But why don't you ask the Lord? Because there's times where we can go through the motions and do certain things and keep doing things. But you know what? It, have you ever been there, but you just feel like, man, I'm going through the motions. Lord, what's going on? What do I need to do? So I'm going to leave you with that tonight. The how-to is, why don't you ask the Lord, Lord, wherever you are in your faith or your relationship with Christ, ask him, Lord, what should I do to go deeper? And then listen to what he says and pursue him in that manner. Make a decision, you're going to pursue the Lord in that manner. Which leads to my next point. The second thing is trust what Jesus says even when it doesn't make sense. So even if you ask him that, be ready to hear the answer. Lord, what should I do to go deeper? And what should I maybe not do? What should I stop doing? As a brother I'm walking with right now, and I'm just trying to challenge him. I believe he loves the Lord and he's trying, but there's things he's doing in his life that I told him, you can't honor God and live this lifestyle. So it might be something you need to do, and it may be something you stop doing. Amen? And I said this last Sunday, let me say it again, how important the Word of God is. God will never tell you to do something contrary to His Word, by the way. And that's what's so important about the Word of God. God will never, and I'll say that 100% confidence, God's written Word is infallible, it's absolute. God will never speak to your heart to do something opposite than what His Word says. So when He does speak to you, though, trust what He says, even when it don't make sense. Luke 5, 5, look at this, it says, Master... Simon replied, again, this is Simon Peter, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. See, Peter was naturally skeptical when a rabbi who was a carpenter by trade was trying to tell a fisherman how to fish. Think about it. This is in their mind. This is a religious rabbi that was going around teaching and they knew he was a carpenter. And he's like, you, you, wait, you're telling fishermen how to fish? Go out into the deep? We worked hard, and he would naturally be skeptical because Jesus' commands was, was odd for three reasons. When the sun came up, the fish moved to the bottom of the lake, 
And that's why they fish at night, right? We know this as fishermen too. You fish in the middle of the summertime, right? What do you do? You fish the trees. You fish in the shade, right? The fish ain't going to be where it's hot. They're going to go deeper. They're going to go in the shade, right? Same way back then. They fished with heavy drag nets back then, hung over the side of one boat that was either held by two men or it was two boats that would drag them between two boats, which made a drag net made it hard to go deeper. And then they had fished all night with no results. And so the prospects of catching now were highly unlikely. Listen, if I fished all night and caught nothing, I'd probably be selling them nets instead of washing them, getting them ready for the next day, right? Come on, how many of y'all been fishing before with your buddy? It's 12 o'clock, it's hot, you sweat, and you're like, man, let's just try. It's like, man, let's go home, man. All we did was drown crickets and worms today. I'm ready to go grab a burger and go take a nap. How many of y'all been there before, right? So I, I like, you know, but they didn't. They, they, they didn't hang it up. See, there's many times the Lord tells us to do something and it just doesn't make sense. And that's where sometimes men, people in general, but sometimes men have a hard time going deeper with the Lord or experiencing the power of God, the miraculous work of God in their life because it doesn't make sense up here. Listen to me. If things don't make sense before you have to do them, then God will never be bigger than your brain. Let me say that again. If things have to make sense for you to do it, God will never be breaking in your brain. I'm glad that there's so much things that the Lord does that I don't understand. Because if there would be, if God wasn't more than my understanding, he wouldn't be big enough for me to worship him. Even as a pastor, alone how I've been saved, some people say, well, what about this and what about that? Man, some of it's a mystery. We're talking about an infinite God we're trying to figure out with our finite mind. So if the Lord tells you to do it, even when it doesn't make sense, we all know it's not in my notes. A lot of you, when that, maybe not all of you, a lot of you know the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, heart and lean not on your own understanding. In other words, when it don't make sense, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. See, the word translated master here in this verse is used only by the, the, the Apostle Luke. In, in only his gospel, he used this, this, this original Greek word, master, and it's a variety of meanings which uh, speaks all of authority, like a chief commander, a magistrate, a governor of a city. See, Peter was willing to submit to the authority of Jesus even though he did not understand all what the Lord was doing. He's like, Lord, this doesn't make sense. We fished all night. To go deeper in the middle of the day does not make sense. But because Peter trusted and obeyed the Lord's word, both him and those around him got to experience the miraculous power of God. I love this, y'all. Whenever the Lord tells us to do something, even when it doesn't make sense, we begin to experience God's power and other people around us do too, right? They had to call, which is going to be my, my last point here. Other people are on their partners in the other boat that they were in business with got to experience this miracle, this catch of a lifetime. Because they believe the Lord that didn't make sense. They, they, they had faith in him. They put their trust and their faith in again. Listen, this put fish in their net, money in their pocket, but more importantly, a new purpose in his heart. And we'll talk about that in a minute. You see how the story ends. It, although this is crazy if you think about it, the biggest catch, a catch of a lifetime, but was also their last catch of fish. Because he realized, see, Jesus is always, and I'm going to talk about this Sunday, whenever Jesus did miracles in the body, in the Bible, it was more than just a miracle. He always had a lesson behind it. There was something he was trying to teach us. There was something, and again, I want to encourage you to come out Sunday, and I'm going to talk about this in more detail from a different miracle that the Lord did in the Gospel of John. 
And so we got to remember, listen, if you want to experience the supernatural, you're going to have to do something you've probably never done. And it's not going to always make sense. Amen. And the last thing is tonight, especially again, this is why we do things like this and, and more, is that you need other men to help you. Throughout life, throughout journey, you need other men to help you in this journey of life. Luke 5, 6, and 7. In this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. I love that, man. It makes me think about where he says he can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what we can ask or even think. Not one fish in the boat that night. Now their boats are both about to sink. See, instead of trying to, to, to haul in the catch by themselves, Peter and Andrew called their partners to come and help us. And I love this because it's important to know that, you know, you need to team up with other men to help you on life's journey, both in the bad and the good times. Amen? See, so, you, of course, we know we need people when we're going through the struggle. See, these guys that here at uh, CR Celebrate, we have Celebrate Recovery here, and, and it's for anybody dealing with hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and I want to encourage you, I met another brother, been coming, like, man, we have Celebrate Recovery, normally on Friday nights at 7, but they moved it to last night because of the men's supper, and so just want to encourage you, man, like, that there's, there's, we have things like this, like Celebrate Recovery, we have grief share going on right now, if you're one of those that recently lost a, 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 a loved one and you're struggling, man, we, we got a grief share ministry to help you through this grief. We need other people to help us in bad times. But the story shows you need help even in the good times. And sometimes that's the most dangerous times. When God's really blessing you, you need men to help you. And say, brother, okay, hold on now. Come back down to earth a little bit, right? How many of y'all have seen men that come to God when they're struggling, that when everything starts going good, they start going off the... The, 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 the beaten path again, right? See, we need men in our life. We need other men. I love this. It wasn't their mamas. It wasn't their wives. It was other men that came help them. It was other men that were in another boat. You know, we say, man, we're in the, pretty much in the same boat in the sense they were. They were both fishermen for tra by trade, and Jesus was calling both of them. They both got to experience this miracle. Peter needed help with the blessing that resulted from a powerful miracle. You know, I think about this in my own life. Just last year, man, I got, I got blessed with a little boat, a little 14 foot boat with a little 15 Yamaha on it. And I mean, you know, I've never owned my own boat. And so when I've gone fishing with, you know, with friends or my father in law, somebody, you know, I always would be the guy backing the boat down, you know, the, 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 the backing the truck down the ramp and they would launch their boat and then, uh, you know, ramp it back and everything. And so the first time I took my little boat to, I went, put it in the familiar mirror, I took my wife with me. And of course, my wife, she wasn't trying to back my truck down or nothing. You know, she's like, you're going to have to do all this by yourself, buddy, you know, kind of thing. So I've watched people do it. I've heard about it. But normally when I go with people, we it's a tag team effort. So I'm thankful I have men in my life. I have a, a pastor friend of mine. It's a huge outdoorman. We, we duck hunt together. We fish together. And I was able to call him and say, okay, brother, I'm about to take my boat for the first time in the river with my wife. First of all, I don't want to lose my truck or my boat. And uh, I don't want to look like a fool in front of my wife either, right? So uh, what's the what's the best way to do this? Where I, I, I ramp my boat or launch it by myself. And he walked me through and said, hey, you know, told me all the steps of what to do. And you know what? Simple like that. I got a blessing, but I needed help with it. And I'm glad there was a man and there was multiple men in my life. I can pick up the phone and said, hey, you know, what do I need to do here, right? So we need men in our lives 
that'll help us. Some of you are familiar with this verse, but it's such a powerful verse. You hear that weddings a lot, but it's not just about husband and wives. It's about any relationship. We're speaking about men right here. And I love this because I know verbiage like this speaks to men. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 2. Two people are better off than one. I'm going to say two men together are better than one because they can help each other succeed. Brother, you may be successful in your life, but you get another brother partner with you, you could succeed even more. Amen? If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. Those are those hard times. We all fall. We all mess up. We all need somebody to help us. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, excuse me, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? I love this. This is the verbiage I was talking about. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. You need a man that can go to war with you. You need a man that'll stand back to back and fight with you in the trenches. That can, that can help you. You know, I'm, I'm thankful I can be there with my brother Waylon. And man, he thanked me so many times just to be there with him to help him. What do you need, man? What, I'm praying for you, man. You could, y'all could use the church. He's like, man, my mom wants you to do the service. Praying on the phone. He was crying today, praying with him. You know, I listen, my, my brother's in a battle right now, right? So it's good to have other brothers to help you to in the battle. I've had brothers like that. Many of you in this room has helped me when I've gone through tough times, right? Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. The Bible tells us the advantages we have in life when we are in relationship with others. See, other like-hearted men can help you both spiritually, in your marriage, raising your children, in your business, and I even mentioned earlier, even in your recreational life, right? And it's like a blessing when I can, I have a pastor friend of mine, he's a younger guy here in town, and uh, he said he was driving one day and he thought, man, I never shot a gun before. Man, I've never been hunting before. I wonder who could take me hunting. And he thought, man, I thought about you, you know. So he's like, man, would you take me hunting one day? I said, man, yeah, I'll do my best to try. And so he called me the other day just to check on me. And, and I was busy. And so I texted him back. I said, hey, brother, you need something? You just, no, I was just checking on you. I said, cool, man, good to hear from you. We're actually going to be doing a, a prayer event on Easter Sunday in the afternoon. Uh, a bunch of other pastors. I said, man, we're going to be teaming up together. I'm looking for He said, yeah, that's right. He said, and we need to schedule that hunting trip, too. And I said, yeah, brother, don't open again till September. But uh, yeah, well, we'll put something on the books. You know, it's good. Look, yeah, he don't know nobody that hunts. So I'm glad I can maybe be a blessing to help this brother out. We need other men from the hardest times of life, spiritually, in relationships, even down to recreation. I love this scripture right here. I read it the other day in my daily time. This is the kind of man, men we need in our life and the kind of man God wants us to be. First Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. I love this. Be alert. Stand firm in your faith. I love this. Act like men. The Bible challenges us to be men, to act like men, right? Be strong. Some translators say be courageous. And your every action must be done with love. Listen, God has created us to be men, to be strong, powerful, courageous men. And you need men like this. This is a good one. Brandon, what kind of man do do I need to team up with to try to help me to walk with? A man that's firm in his faith? that stays alert spiritually, that acts like a man, and that's strong, courageous, and all that is mixed with the love of God in his life too. Amen? This is the kind of men you need. So listen, that's why we do events like this, and it's also why we have life groups. If you're not familiar, life groups are a small group of people doing life together. So on that wall, when you walk out, we have specifically, we have men's life groups. We have at least three or four of them. I know there's at least two brothers in here, Daryl Daryl and, and Stu. Why don't y'all stand up? These two men, and I don't think Tony Westbrook's here. I didn't see him. 
But Tony Westbrook's another guy. Brother Francis, he's one of our elders. Now, Brother Francis's group is not just for men, but he's an older gentleman that's been teaching the Bible for years. So these are two guys, man. If you want to get connected to Life Group, come talk to them. If not, go to the Life Group. Thank y'all, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all serving. Like I said, I know there's another one. Tony Westbrook's been having a men's group every single Tuesday morning for years. All their information's on that Life Group wall on the way out. You need to get into close relationship with somebody that can help you out. Amen? And as I close, let's look at the end of the, the story. Luke 5, 11. It says, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So as we close tonight, I want to ask you this question. Are you following Jesus right now? Have you ever made a decision to truly follow Jesus? to give your life to the Lord, to, to go. And maybe you are, and maybe what it is is you need to go deeper tonight. Maybe it's something God's telling you to do that don't make sense, that you need to trust Him and obey Him. But it all starts with following Jesus. Would you do me a favor and just bow your head and close your eyes with me? And before we leave, I, I want to make sure before we walk out of here tonight that, that every man in here has an opportunity to start following Jesus. Actually, the Lord goes on to say, follow me and be my disciple. So it starts with following the Lord, making a decision that, Lord, I'm, I'm going to turn away from the life I was living to follow you. The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard, and the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Y'all, I say it week in and week out. 41-year-old young lady, gone just like that. We're not promised tomorrow, y'all. You can say, man, yeah, but this, that, and the other. And, and listen, car accidents, tragedies like this, we never know. Nobody looking around, please. Just bow your head and just close your eyes. Just out of respect for others. And just, I just want you to just be sensitive to what the Lord's doing right now. When we breathe our last on this side, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. The Bible makes it clear, either in heaven or in hell. Listen, hell was never designed for people. It was designed for the devil and his demons. But when we make a choice to rebel against God or refuse God's free gift of salvation, as I just mentioned, that Jesus died on the cross for, we make the decision. You got to step over Jesus to get to hell. Jesus made a way for all of us to be forgiven of our sins. The Bible says we must repent of our sin, turn away from it, and turn to God. So we'd ever head about every hour close. If you say, Brandon, if this was my last night on this planet and I didn't wake up tomorrow, I'm not sure where I'd spend eternity. I don't know if I'm truly following Jesus, but I want to know. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Nobody's looking around. I want to pray with you. Sir, I see your hand over here. Hands going up. Over here in the back, in the middle. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Hands going up. Over here to my left. Hands still going up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Before we pray, thank y'all. Thank y'all for being bold, gentlemen. Right here, another hand just went up. Thank you, Father. One is the most important part of this night, right here. Now, all of you that raised your hand, the Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. So for those of you to raise your hand and the rest of us that are, are, are saved and following Jesus, we're going to pray this together. Just say, Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for loving me. Lord, I know that I've sinned and I repent of my sin. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away tonight from sin and I turn to you 
And I make you my Lord and Savior. Now give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, gentlemen, why don't we celebrate with these tonight? Amen. Hey, look, guys, for those of you that raised your hand, there's a card in the pew in front of you that says, I made a decision. Man, do me a favor. Fill out that card. We'd love to pray for you and, and bring it up here to either me or Pastor Rob. Oh, man, we want to pray with you. We want to give you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, man, we want you to walk out of here with a Bible tonight and try to get you connected to a life group to maybe one of these guys. Uh, man, just what a, what, a, what a great way to end the night. One more scripture before we leave. Now that I did that, I, I was praying and as I was preparing this message, I wanted to do it in this order. I, I read verse 11 first, but look at verse 10. We'll read it again. Luke 5, 10, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Gentlemen, we're all called to be fishers of men. Most of us raise our hand and we like to fish for regular fish. Right? I love catching fish, but you know what? This is the best catch of my life right here. This is the catch of a lifetime for me. Every time I get to present the gospel and people make a decision to follow Christ. But it ain't just me, guys. It's you too. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're a disciple of Christ, we are designed and created to be fishers of men. No matter where you work, no matter what you do, whether you're at work, at school, wherever it is, now with technology, you know, man, we, we can share the truth about God, the love of God, the word of God with others by our lifestyle, by what we say. Amen. So as we close tonight, I want to pray for all of us that we all have a new resolve. You remember, like I said, that this miraculous catch put fish in the net, money in Peter's pocket, but it gave him a new purpose in his heart. Because that catch was the last catch of fish he ever caught, right? Now, he did go back and then fished a little bit more after he betrayed the Lord, but that was just a little hiccup. And when the Lord came back and met him and said, no, nah, no, nah, brother, you ain't supposed to be fishing for fish. I told you you're supposed to be fishing for men. And Peter was part of those apostles that turned the world upside down. Come on. The Lord's still looking for men to continue to turn the world upside down. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? Come on. I want to pray over you, gentlemen. And I want to pray over you. Maybe tonight. Let's pray through this. Come on, just close your eyes with me one more time. Maybe even just, just close your eyes and just silence your heart and say, Brandon, I am a disciple of Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. Come on, nobody's looking around. But you might say, Brandon, I need to go deeper with the Lord. I need to go deeper in my relationship with him. If that's you, just lift up your hand and say, man, I need to go deeper tonight. Come on, just, just let him know right now. Thank you, Lord. Look at the hands going up. Father, I thank you. Let's pray right now. Lord, show us what we need to do to go deeper in our walk. Show us what we need to do to go deeper in our faith, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that you've given us your word, the green pastures of your word to feast on, Lord God, and the still waters of your presence as we worship and pray. But Lord, that may be something specific we need to do or need to stop doing, Lord, to go deeper with you. Lord, all of us, I believe, can have our hands up, no matter where we're at, to go to a deeper walk in a deeper relationship with you, Lord. Show us things in your word we've never seen. Give us more of a hunger for your word and a thirst for your presence. So show us if there's any sin in our life we need, to, we need to cut off and get rid of that we can go deeper with you, Lord. Now, Father, I pray you would speak to us even when it don't make sense. Give us the faith to believe and to trust you and to obey your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray if there's some men in here that don't have a true relationship or true partnership with other men that can walk with them, Lord. As Ecclesiastes say, two are better than one to share in the heart 
hard times, but also the miracles. Lord, we want to be part of, Lord God, the miraculous power of God in our life and on this earth. Come on, how many of you say, man, I need more power flowing through my life right now. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord tonight. Say, Lord, I pray, work, Lord God, your miraculous power through me, Lord. I want to be part of the miraculous power of God in our life, in my family, in my marriage, in my children, in my church, in my work, in my community, in the city, state, and the nation, and across the world. Lord, I pray for a fresh infilling, a fresh outpouring to be upon every single one of these men tonight in Jesus' name. Help us to go deeper. Help us, Lord God, to link up with you and to link up with other men that we can be the men of God, to be strong, to be alert, to stand firm, to live courageous. Help us to act like men today, to be leaders and lights to our home, our community, and the world around us, Lord. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, God bless y'all, gentlemen. It was so good to be with y'all. Hey, listen, you may need some specific prayer for something. You may say, man, Brandon, I'm struggling with something. Or you may need a, need prayer where you want us to come in agreement with you to pray for you before you leave. We'll be up here and be more than glad to do that. You guys that raised your hand to get uh, saved, to give your life to Christ, we want to give you a Bible. For the rest of you guys, if you got a minute to help clean up or you want to go get you some leftovers to take home to the missus, Feel free to do so. We love y'all. Hope to see you soon. We love to have you on Sunday morning at 9 or 11. God bless.